Welcome to Jeremiah Smith Ministries, a place where you can grow in God's Word. Well, we are live, praise the Lord. How you doing today? Are you doing good? Well, hey, I'm Jeremiah Smith, and I'm so glad to get to be with you today, and I hope that you're pumped up for your week. This is going to be a good week, I believe, in Christ Jesus. Do you believe this is going to be a wonderful week? Could God be extra good to you this week? Well, hey, you know, it has a lot to do with what you're expecting and what you're watching for. He said all things are possible to them that believe. Are you expecting and believing that he's going to do some wonderful things for you this week? I believe that he's going to do some wonderful things. If you have an expectation and you're believing that he's going to do some great things in your life this week, praise the Lord. You know, the Bible says, if I be lifted up, I draw all men unto me. So I don't believe you're here by accident. You didn't just happen to turn this on. I believe that you're here for a reason. Do you believe God could do something wonderful in your life today? I believe he's going to do something wonderful in your life today. Praise the Lord. He's a good, good God. Maybe you should say that with me today. He's a good, good God. Amen. You know, and you have to be expecting to see him move every day. So you got to be watching for him to do some things in your life. Then you have to have an expectation for good things. You know, it's easy to expect bad things. The world does it all the time. They, it's not a problem for them to expect bad things all the time. But, you know, it's our job to keep our faith full so that we expect some good things this week. And he can do some wonderful things in our life. Praise the Lord. So I'm so glad to be with you. Hey, I'm Jeremiah Smith, and we're live here on Podbean today. And we're going to be uh, putting up this YouTube video so that you can see it there about 9 o'clock. And uh, we are trying to make sure we have it going out on all avenues uh, so that we can be a blessing to you. We have started a little bit late today. We usually started every Sunday at 4 p.m. Central Time. That's what we're always shooting for. And of course, on Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Central Time, we try to make sure that we have a service for you there. If for some reason we aren't here, you can always go to jeremiasmithministries.podbeam.com and we probably uploaded a message to make sure that you can feed yourself spiritually and encourage you and to be a blessing to you. Praise the Lord. So we're glad that you're with us today and I believe we're going to have ourselves a good time. Could we have a good time? <laughs> Hey man, we can have a good time in Christ Jesus if we'll let him move in, in the midst of our beings today. Praise the Lord. Amen. He says, when I when we're gathered together, two of us, two or more gathered together, there he is in the midst of us. So he's right here with us in the midst of us. And I believe he's going to do some wonderful things in your life today. You know, you can catch the rebroadcast if you like to for some reason. If you can't catch us live on Spotify, Google Music, iTunes, Listen Notes, Podbeam, TuneIn off Alexia, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Deezer. You can catch us on Pandora, Amazon Music, Verbal, iVox, Audio Junkie, Podchaser, Player FM, Samsung, uh, Boomplay. And uh, there's some others too, but I don't have them listed here, but you can check them out. I believe most of them are on the uh, media tab when you go to jeremiasmithministries.podbeam.com. And uh, you can hit the media tab there and see if it's already on a app that you already have, you know. So you don't need, you shouldn't have to go download a new app. It should be there on your phone uh, so that you can listen to the rebroadcast. If you'd like to catch, uh, if you'd like to give to the ministry catch, <laughs> if you'd like to give to the ministry, you can go to jeremiasmithministries.podbeam.com. Hit the pages tab. Go to the giving section there if you'd like to give. There's no pressure to give here. We are a free ministry to you. Download it. Give it to a friend. Be a blessing to them. Or if you just want to archive it for yourself and keep some things, uh, you can go there and download the messages free. We make everything available to you for free. You know, so it's important that you realize that, you know, sometimes, you know, you think of you listen to a message and you get something and you want to be able to put it back. I don't know about you. I've done that many times. I have many, many messages that I have put back because something spoke to me. And so we try to make that available so it can be a blessing to your life. Praise the Lord. So we're so glad to be with you. We're going to be getting into the word today. Grab your Bible, get your tablet, get your phone. Oh man. I mean, we got so many things you can grab. Get your Apple watch or your Samsung watch or whatever you need, you know, get what you can so that you can uh, read the Bible, whatever you read the Bible on. We'll be getting into the, t the text in the Bible. I've even got my regular Bible. Uh, we've got the computer going here so that we can spend some time in the Word. I'm so glad you decided to join us, you know. You, you, didn't you could have turned anything else on today. You could have listened to lots of different messages, but you decided to turn this on. And I believe the Lord will bless you for being here. 
And I think that he'll, he'll minister to you in a special way if you'll let him do that. He's going to minister to your life, I believe, today. So let's go ahead and pray. Father, we just thank you, Father, for your goodness. We thank you, Father, for your mercy. You are too good to us. And you are a merciful God, Father. We thank you that we got to come together today, Father, again. Help us to minister what you'd like us to minister today and be a blessing to people today. And Father, we just thank you, Father, for it. You've been so good to us and we just love you. And Father, we ask that you flood us with light. Help us to see some things we've never seen before. Help us to be guided in the directions you want us to go today, we pray in Jesus' name. And Father, we just ask, Lord, that no one leaves without getting something today, Father, from you. Helping no one to leave without getting what they need. And we just thank you, Father, for it in Jesus' name. And we give you the praise. And before we go, we always like to minister to you. Thank you for taking care of us, taking care of our families. Thank you for your word always works, Father. And Father, we just thank you for your word, your holy written word. And, and Father, help people today, Father, get some things that will help them in everyday life and help them to, uh, to be encouraged and help them to be successful and Father, we just thank you, Father, for it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Well, you know, we've been talking about the law and the prophets. Been talking about it a few weeks. You say, well, why are we talking about it? Because it's very important. You may not even get it now. You might even want to turn this back on later. <laughs> but it's it's very important. And it, it'll help you with your, your life. You know, help you in sustaining your life and providing for your life. You know, these are some great truths and so we're going to be getting into those today, praise the Lord. Let's get at the top here. We're going to go to Matthew, the seventh chapter, and we're going to look at, well, this is, you know, where our text is. We're looking at a few verses before that, and then we're going to look at the text today, you know. So it's important, you know, that you're getting lots of word in you. Am I giving you too much word? <laughs> you know, some people, they give you a 15-minute, 20-minute message. Well, this podcast, we're going to feed you full of the word, you know. I don't think you can have too much word. I think you got to have lots of word. And, you know, it's something to think about all week. And so it's important that we, we are feeding on his word, praise the Lord. You know, uh, they used to teach for hours and hours. You know, you look, in the, look at the book of Acts and you'll see, you know, they, they, Paul would teach all night long. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and we want, I don't know about you, but I like good teaching and I want to grow spiritually. So that's what we do here at this podcast. We try to give you a whole lot to think about, a whole lot to grow with and be a blessing to your life. Praise the Lord. So let's go ahead and get this, the uh, Matthew, the seventh chapter. By the way, we'd like to thank Pastor Prince for that uh, hosting that last event we had on Friday. That was a great time. Uh, we'll try to put that message out there for you as soon as we get it all edited and everything. If you'd like to enjoy that that meeting, if you weren't able to attend, we'll try to make sure we put that out there for you. We'll try to let you know as upcoming meetings come uh, so that they'll be a blessing to you. You can also go to jeremiasmithministries.podbeam.com and hit the menu tab there or the pages tab and go to the live section. You should be able to find those things uh, so that you can see upcoming meetings. So let's go ahead and go to Matthew, the seventh chapter, the first verse. It says it like this. It says, do not judge or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. So you don't really want to be talking a long time about other people, right? You don't want to be judging other people. You don't want to take a lot of time and be invested in that because you don't want other people judging you, you know. You know, you sit there, you talk a long time bad about somebody. You don't want someone else taking a long time talking bad about you. You just best to stay away from it. Walk in love, right? Love is the good path. Jesus taught us to walk in love. He, he gave us two commandments. You know, love the Lord our God with all of our heart, our mind, and our soul. And love our neighbors ourself. And why would he do that? Well, it sums up the Ten Commandments, doesn't it? You know, uh, those all those Ten Commandments have to do with walking in love. He was just bringing them down to two, making it easier for us. Aren't you glad Jesus made things easy for us and broke it down easy for us? <laughs> we have so many parables where he's trying to break it down every way like a good teacher. You know, he's breaking the things down for us with natural things. You know, have you ever been to class? You know, they use the projector, <laughs> you know. They, they use uh, all kinds of different things. Now they've got uh, all kinds of things where they shoot them on a, on a whiteboard and uh, they do use computers and things like that. Breaking it down, trying to make it easier for you. I think math's easier than it even used to be. You know, they're able to break all that down, you know. They even have places where you can actually go and just take just math and you can learn it even better than you used to. 
But you know, they've got all kinds of things that they can teach you better, help you to learn better. Jesus would break it down with parables and everyday life so that he could break it down for us better. And so we could chew on it and, and learn it even better and be able to process it better. You know, it's amazing. It really is, you know. And if there was something hard in the Old Testament, we would think would be hard. He could break it down for us so much easier. I'm so glad he's a good teacher and he's a, he's been good to, he's a good savior. Amen. Well, you know, it's what he did here. We're going to go back into this. The third verse, it says, why do you look at the speech in, of this, or look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your own eye when all the time there's a plank in your own eye? Uh, you hypocrite. Boy, do you want Jesus calling you a hypocrite? <laughs> no. No, we need to live it. What we're living in our personal lives is the same as what we're living out on, our out on the outside, right? We should be living it at home, just like we're living it on the outside world. And what we're portraying to others, you know, that's the way we should be when you're at home. And so it's important that we don't want Jesus calling us hypocrites. We're working on both sides of the aisle there. We're working on our personal lives. It's easy to work on everybody else's life, isn't it? You know, hey, look, they've got problems and they got all these things they need to work on. But, you know, it really comes down, we should be focused on ourselves and working on our own stuff, right? You know, you can flip on a YouTube video and you can learn all about other people, you know, but we need to be focused on ourselves. Let God change us. Become a meat for the master's use, you know, let him work on the on your on us like clay, you know. You ever watch clay on a potter's wheel and just kind of form in it, you know? T.D. Jakes has the potter's house, you know. I like that, you know. But, uh, you know, forming and fashioning us so we can be more like Christ. Our goal should we we should be focused on ourselves, becoming more like Christ every day. Isn't that good to think about? Well, you know, that's what he's talking about here. Don't just look at other people's junk. Look at your own stuff and be working on your own stuff. I got a lot to work on. I don't know about you. I'm, I'm, I, when the Lord shows things about me, I think, my goodness, I've got so much to work. I don't have time to sit there and look at everybody else's problems. I want to become more like Christ myself. And so we should be focused on ourselves so we can become more like him every day, going from glory to glory. Amen. And so let's go here with the fifth verse. He says, you hypocrite, first take the plank out of your own eye. Then you're, you will see clearly, clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. And he's given us lots of wisdom here because if you're sowing junk, you're going to reap junk, right? Garbage in, garbage out. You're sowing stuff that you shouldn't sow. You're going to reap stuff you don't want to reap in your life. Well, I see people on, in different relationships, they have to be so careful, you know, friends or family about sowing strife or sowing issues because you don't want that to come back to your, it's going to come back to your porch, you know, and you want to be careful that you're, you're sowing good things, directing your life, walking in love and everything you do, seeking God first so he can help you to do that. But then, of course, you're working on yourself, you know, focused on yourself. That's a full-time occupation and job is to focus on yourself, praise the Lord. You hypocrite, first take the plank out of your own brother's eye, and you'll clearly remove the speck in your brother's eye. Well, notice in the sixth verse, it says, Do not give dogs what is sacred. Do not throw your pearls to pigs. And if you do, they will trample them under your feet and turn and tear you to pieces. You know, and we're trying to get to our, our text here, but I thought these, these verses go right along with it. And they're so important because when you so, when you talk to people about your dreams, you talk to them about your goals, you know, I don't know how many biographies I've seen where people have been, told them they weren't worth anything. I was reading something on Elvis Presley not too long ago, and you may not like Elvis. That's fine. But I was reading something on Elvis Presley there, and he was talking about how he wasn't a good singer or he wasn't a good artist. They told him he was no good, yet he ended up doing great. Had a huge career, you know, but people told him, you know, that he wasn't going to be successful and he wasn't worth nothing. You know, and you shouldn't cast your dreams and your pearls before people because they're just going to give you their opinion. What do they know compared to God? <laughs> Amen. He's the one that gives dreams and he's the one that gives us vision, you know, and a lot of times people can't handle that when you give it to them. You look at Joseph's life, you know, and how he told that to his brothers and it caused them, you know, to be upset with him, you know. I mean, man, they're, they're finding out they could be, you know, bowing down to Joseph. 
And so, you know, you can see why they would, they would see that and be jealous, you know, and they didn't like it at all, you know. And, uh, you know, when you tell somebody a dream that you're going to do some great things and do some wonderful things, you've got revelation from God. Sometimes people aren't in the place to handle it, you know. And so it's important that you keep that with that wonderful relationship with the Lord. And I know that's hard because every time he gives you something, it's exciting. You know, everything he puts in your spirit is exciting. He'll speak to something out of your word. And I want to go tell 20 people like what I'm talking about today. I like this revelation I'm talking about today. And I've already shared it with my wife and taken time with it, you know, and stuff. And I've been working it, you know, and I've seen results with it. I'm excited about it because I see results with it. Matter of fact, just got a text just, uh, what was it, yesterday about something I got results from this actual thing I've been, we're, we're talking about today. But it's, it's amazing, you know, how you are excited about it and you get to share it with somebody else and they can almost, they can almost shoot it down, <laughs> you know, like a balloon flying. They can just, they can take all the air out of it and you're not excited about it anymore. But if you'll keep that to you and the Lord and you're working on it every day, then, you know, you, it's, it's still going to stay floating and it's still going to be exciting. It's just you have to be careful about who you share your dreams and your vision with. Praise the Lord. Well, let's go ahead and get here uh, to the uh, seventh verse is ask and you will. Uh, it'll be given to you. Seek and you will find a knock and the door will be open for everyone who asks receives. Now, you would think, you know, by talking to some people, that's not always true. But is Jesus right? He's the one that's telling us this. Do you think Jesus would tell us the truth? Well, no, Jesus doesn't lie. And so if he says, if you ask something and you're going to receive it, you're going to receive it. Praise the Lord. He says, ask and it shall be given to you. Anyone who asks shall be received. The one who seeks will find. You know, God's not hiding himself from you or his plan from you. Man, he's even told us our, our future and what he's going to do. He's told you what he's up to. <laughs> it's all out there. Read the book. <laughs> but, you know, he, he's not hiding your personal plan from you that God has for your life. He's not hiding the plan of God for your family from you. No, he, he says, seek and you'll find. He's not hiding himself from you. You know, he says, draw nigh unto me. I'll draw nigh unto you. He's not hiding himself from you. He wants to spend time with you. But it all comes down to he doesn't make you do anything. He's not going to force you to do anything. But the more you come after him and you work these laws that we're talking about and you're doing something. Notice what I'm putting emphasis on. You have to do something, right? We start out with Elijah. Remember, you know, that little woman there, she was going to eat her bread and her little meal and she was going to die. That's the last meal that she had, you know, but she had to work that law. She had to give it to Elijah. And, you know, if you don't do anything, you can put yourself in the state of being that you don't want to be. You have to give God something to work with. And he wants to cause good things to happen in your life, but you have to work it. You know, he doesn't make you do anything. You know, when he asks and you shall receive, well, you got to start looking for it, <laughs> right? If you're going to ask him something and, he, and you know he's going to provide results, you need to start, you got to have expectation for those results every day. Be looking for it to happen. He's not going to not make it happen. He says, ask and you shall receive. That's not Jeremiah talking. That's, this is chapter 7 in, your, in Matthew. It's, this is Jesus talking. And, uh, and he wants you to have results in your life. He's not trying to keep things from you. He wants good things to happen in your life. So anyone who seeks finds and anyone who knocks, the door will be open. Now, you know, he wants to open doors for you. He wants to give you opportunities. We're talking about that on Wednesdays, about opportunities. You know, God wants you to have the great opportunities. It makes him look good, Right. Yeah, he wants to look good. When you look bad, it doesn't make him look good. He wants him to look good to you, make you look good, you know, so that you, you look good to other people. They want to get saved, praise the Lord. So, you know, he wants those things to work out, you know, but you have to knock and the doors will be open to you and he'll, he'll create great opportunities for you if you'll let God do that. He's wanting you to have some good opportunities. He's trying to open doors for you. You know, he's not trying to shut them. <laughs> now there are times he may protect you. 
You know, you may have made, did a forced entry, <laughs> you know, but there are times he is trying to protect you. You ever have the Holy Spirit just kind of check your spirit? You know, wait a minute. You don't want to do this. You know, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You don't want to make that happen. How, how do we know if the Holy Spirit's telling us not to go a direction? You know, well, you know, if he has to, you know, he'll speak louder. He'll speak. He'll get really clear to you and you won't have peace about it, you know, just kind of really bringing it down here because I go into great detail about being led by the Spirit and uh, how to be led by the Spirit, the series, if you want to go back and listen to that. We have many messages you can listen to, but if you want to learn how to hear the Lord, you can listen to those messages. And we break down how you can hear God and your Spirit. He speaks to your Spirit by the Holy Spirit. He bears witness to your Spirit, and He wants you to have good direction, Right? And, but he's leading you into opportunities. He wants you to have good things and to take care of your family, praise the Lord, and yourself. Well, let's go ahead and get into this real quick. The ninth verse, this is the verse that we've been talking about with this series. And it says, which of you, if your son asks for bread, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a snake? <laughs> That's kind of cruel, isn't it? You know, you're asking for something and he gives you something else. He's saying he's not an abusive father. He's not that type of father that's going to give you the stuff that you don't like. <laughs> and he's saying he's not going to give things to you that are going to hurt you, right? He's saying he's a good father. He's called the good shepherd. Do you know that about God? He's the good shepherd. And he wants to make sure that you have good things. You know, what's a good shepherd do? Well, he protects the sheep, doesn't he? Yeah, and he has a staff and he brings them in, keeps them where they need to go. If you study a shepherd, you know, he brings them as the sheep and keeps them on a safe path. He wants to get them where they need to go, keeps them where they need to be to get water, make sure they have the substance that they need to have. And he takes care of the sheep, you know. What, are, what do we know about sheep? Well, they're not real smart, <laughs> right? If you study sheep, they're not the brightest. And thank goodness we have a good shepherd. He keeps us on a path that's going to, Make sure that we're provided for in every way. And he treats them good. He's the good shepherd. And he wants to take care of you and keep you on a good path. Pathways are important. Me and my wife talk about pathways all the time, you know. And people get off that path if they're not careful. You want to listen to the Holy Spirit and be on the path that he wants you to be on. And that pathway, there's good things, right? The scripture says that he has passed, prearranged, and picked for us. One translation says, live in the good life. There's good things all down that path, you know, as you go, because he provides, he prearranges things and he puts the provision down that path. It's important that you're staying on the path that God has for your life. Well, let's go ahead and go to the 11th verse. It says, if you then know you are, e uh, know you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more your heavenly father in, in heaven gives good gifts to those who ask him? Notice he doesn't say he gives bad gifts. He gives good gifts, right? You know, you need to be looking for good things. There's a lot of people, you know, they think God's giving them bad things. No, he's not giving you bad things. He's giving you good things. Every good thing comes from God. Say it with me. Every good thing comes from God. That's what you should be looking for, good things. You know, God's not giving you trash either, right? He gives you good things. He knows that you enjoy good things like a good husband or a good wife. He gives you good things. He gives you a good house. He's not going to give you some crummy place. He gives you a good, you know, good vehicle. He gives you good. Th he thinks about your future. He knows what you need. You know, we just got through getting a new, another vehicle, you know, but man, he gave us two great or three great vehicles that lasted us for quite some time. But you know, he led us to good vehicles, <laughs> vehicles that last a long time. He's smart. God's a good father. And he leads you, he gives you a desire for something because he knows that it's going to last and it's going to be good, right? He's a good father and he wants good things for your life. Say good things. That's hard for some people to swallow, you know, sometimes because they don't think God's so good. But he is good. He's a very good father. And he wants you to have good things in your life. Praise the Lord. Well, let's go ahead and go down here. And we're still looking at this in 11. It says, if you then know our evil, know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will your father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? 
So in everything, do, do to others what you would have them do to you, for this sums up the law and the prophets. Now, why do you throw that in there? It's a curve. He's been telling us he's going to give us good things. He's going to take care of us. He wants you to have the best in life. But then he throws this in there. He, and he shows you how you get these good things in your life. He says, so if in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you, right? What's that mean? Well, it means that, hey, you know, you want to take care of others the way that you want to be taken care of. You know, let's say, hey, you know, you'd like to have clothes. Maybe you don't have a lot of clothes right now. Find someone the Lord's leading you to give clothes to. Just give a little. I didn't say give all your clothes, <laughs> right? But give something all the time. You'll see clothes coming in all the time, you know? You know, it depends on what you need. If you're needing finances, you've got to give regularly in your finances, you know. You're always bringing in what you need. This is Jesus talking, right? And this is how you get your needs met, you know. And every if you want people to be encouraging to you, man, call up people out of the blue and encourage them, right? If you're needing friends, go be a friend. Be a good friend. Don't just be a friend. Be a good friend. You want, you want good friends, right? Do it regularly. Notice what he says. So in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. This sums up the law and the prophets. Why do you throw that in there? <clears throat> well, we've been talking about this. We looked at, uh, we looked at Elijah. We looked at Elisha. You know, we looked at the anointing of the prophet on Jesus. We're trying to get into uh, what happened with the disciples. We're talking a little bit about that today. We're wanting to get more into the disciples. And we talked about how the disciples, as they got older, they flowed more in the prophetic. We see that uh, even in Thessalonians with Paul, he was at the age of about 46 when he wrote Thessalonians, First and Second Thessalonians. And it's interesting, you look at that, you know, and that's one of the earliest epistles that we have. But uh, he, he was about 46 years old when he wrote that. Well, they're, they're getting later in life. They've been growing spiritually. And God's using them more in the prophetic. You see that in Thessalonians. He talks about a lot of different things in Thessalonians about the prophetic ministry. And he's flowing in the prophetic ministry. We notice that with John. John, we see in the book of Revelations, he flows with the whole book of Revelations. <laughs> he's given prophetic ministry. Well, we also know that the apostles were always around Jesus, right? The first early apostles were all around Jesus. And so we see that... Just like being around Elijah, Elisha received some things, right? Some impartation just being around Elijah, right? And so we know these apostles, they, they definitely had some impartation from Jesus. We saw some great miracles through them right away in the book of Acts. But specifically, we see we're looking at prophecy and things that are interesting about the prophets. If you study the prophets of the Old Testament and you get into the New Testament, you see things seem to work very quickly when it comes to substance, when you give to the prophets. Very, very interesting. Well, that's what we, our focus is, making sure <coughs> we're talking about you having a steady stream of giving to the prophets, the prophetic ministry, a proven prophetic ministry, because if it's not moving and it's not coming back to you, then we know that that person's not flowing in that prophetic ministry because we know what that anointing does. We've been looking at it. We've, we've been seeing some things about that anointing that happens just from giving to that particular ministry. It's good ground, right? We were talking about it's very, very good ground to give to the prophetic ministry. That doesn't mean you don't give to your church. That doesn't mean you don't feed the poor, right? But if you want great and quick results with great, with uh, with a great harvest, it's good to have a steady stream going into the prophetic ministry. And I, and I can tell you this, I just had a harvest just, well, let's say about a day ago, just from giving in this certain particular area, and it happened quick. It's interesting. It's good, good ground. Say that with me, good ground. And you'll find God's leading you to do this anyway because he wants good results in your life, you know. He's trying to get you around other people that have that type of ministry because he's trying to get good results in your life, praise the Lord. If you'll get to looking back, you'll find out God leading, you'll find God leading you in that direction with somebody 
with that type of ministry on their life. So we're going to get into this a little bit more here today. Let's go over to Luke 6.38. I know everybody's familiar with it, but we're still looking at this still, this, uh, this uh, same thing with giving. And we're just hitting this particular area of giving. We're not getting into all aspects of giving, but we're talking about this particular area of giving because there's some people that need some quick results. And God's wanting to get some big results for people before the end of the year, I believe, is why I'm talking about this. And so it's important that you're giving and finding places to give. Now, how do you know if, if ground is good? How do you know? Well, Jesus talked about it. He taught, he taught us on ground. And he, he wanted us to realize, you know, that there are grounds that, are, that produce some things and there's some ground that produces great things. And so it's important that we're looking at all areas of ground that we're giving into, praise the Lord. <coughs> Excuse me there. We have to get a drink here. Luke 6.38 says, Give, and it shall be given to you a good measure, pressed down, shaken together, will be poured into your lap. We talked about this. Poured into your lap, for with the measure that you use, it will be measured to you. Now, it's amazing. You know, you get to talking about this, and it's just like, oh, I got to do something. <laughs> you know? Well, you know, anything with God, you have to do something. You know, even getting saved, you had to do something, right? Getting baptized with the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. And I know some people don't believe in that. I, I've already been swimming. I've already done the backstroke in it. It works. I'm baptized with the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. And you should be baptized with the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. It, it makes your prayer life much better. You know, you're only half as good at, with your prayers if, you, if you're not baptized with the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. You can pray in the natural, right? Like Paul said, but you need to be able to pray in, in the Spirit as well. We pray in the natural and we pray with the Spirit. There's two types of prayers. And you're only getting half of those if you're just praying in the natural. You want to be able to pray in the Holy Spirit and the, with the evidence of speaking in tongues, a prayer language unto God. And it is very important to be able to do. Well, you know, if you're not giving, you're not doing something, you know, God can't help you with other aspects of your life. He wants you to have a dream. He wants you to have vision, you know. And you want to be able to finish that dream and vision, and you have to be a consistent giver to be able to fulfill that dream and vision that God has for your life. You have to give consecutively. And he'll be teaching that to you all your life. God wants you, you're going to have to learn that he's your provider on a daily basis. He's your provider. He's your source for everything. We're talking about, like I said, a specific area, but he is your source for everything, right? Say that with me. God is my source for everything. Praise the Lord. Amen. You know, and, and the world will tell you, well, you, you're going to have to do it a certain way. You know, if you don't do it, you know, if you don't do it their way, then you're, you're not going to turn out good. Well, you're going to always be okay if you're leaning on God's economy. Praise the Lord. Now we do have to work and do the things that we need to do, but God's always going to provide those opportunities. Make sure you have the things that you need to have if you're giving to him all the time. Galatians 6, 7, it says it like this. Do not be deceived. God's not mocked for whatever a man sows. And we've been talking about all kinds of directions you sow in love and being a friend, being an encourager, being a blesser, being a blessing to someone else. You know, he says, do not be deceived. God's not mocked for whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap. You know, every day when you got up this morning, you had choices on how you're going to sow. Are you going to be rude to somebody as soon as you get up? Or are you going to be loving to somebody as soon as you get up, right? You've had a choice to sow ever since you got up this morning. You know, you, the Lord may have been leading you to go encourage somebody today. And he's knowing you're going to need encouragement down the road. Did you call him up and encourage him? <laughs> Did you do what he told you to do? You may need that very thing down the road. So it's important that you're doing what God leads you to do, you know? It's amazing, you know, me and my wife, we loaded up the car trying to go be a blessing last night to a, a family member, you know, her mother actually went down there and we went to be a blessing to her, you know, loaded up the car. I'm like, all right, we get to be a blessing. We go down there, we give all kinds of stuff to be a blessing to her. Then we come back, you know, we, we got more stuff, you know, <laughs> it's amazing how you sow and you, you still bring in things. It's amazing. Th and things keep coming back to you. 
because you're a giver, praise the Lord, you know, and she's so, she's going to have more, you know, because God, it's just the way the law works. You know, whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap, you know. Every time I go somewhere, I'm thinking about, well, hey, what can I do for someone else? And that should be your mind. You should be, what can I do for someone else? God, what, what would you use me to do to be a blessing to someone else? You know, listening to the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. Life isn't all about us, is it? It's all about what God wants us to do to be bless, a blessing to someone else and encourage them, you know. In that process, he's going to bring things your way. You know, he's going to bless you. You're sowing into the kingdom. We're talking about the prophetic ministry and you're sowing and you're helping the gospel to go out. You don't think you're going to grab God's attention. You don't think you're going to get his attention by doing the sowing into the kingdom. Oh, I think you will. <laughs> right. You're about his business and what his interests are. Don't you care about his interests? You know, if I'm talking to you and you don't like me talking about sowing, that, that makes me wonder because you should care about God's interests. Are you giving to his interests every day? I didn't ask you to give to me, but you should care about his interests on a daily basis. Thinking about his interests, not just you want to get people saved. You want to help them get their needs provided for. And this is biblical. You know, we're going to look at some scriptures. This is what the, what the disciples did, the apostles did at the very beginning is trying to help other people, praise the Lord. And we're going to look at that here before we finish here. I'm already taking a bunch of time, but we're going to get through this with the Lord's help. So whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. Well, you know, Jesus didn't want us just to sow. He wanted us to look for the fruit, Right. You know, you're not, it's not all about you just going out there and giving something. You're supposed to be caring about where you give. It's, it's important that you're caring about seeing the results about where you're giving because it helps you make good decisions about where you're giving, right? And God wants you to sow in a certain way. We're going to look at some scriptures here and you're going to be surprised, but he likes you to sow in a certain realm uh, so that you can be blessed. There's a certain area that he likes you to be blessed. And of course, we give in those other areas. But our priority is to give in a certain way. And we're going to look at that a little bit here as we get into this. But he wants you to look for results. You're supposed to be looking for results so that you can keep doing it. <laughs> right? Oh, it's one thing to give one time and then you give all your money and then you can't do anything else. You know? But if, you, if you're giving where he wants you to give, you're going to always have results and you'll be able to give more and be a blessing to something. Don't you want to be able to do more for other people? Don't you want to be able to be a blessing to more people? Well, it's important that you think about the fruit that you're getting from where you're sowing. You know, look at the fruit. If it's not providing fruit, then you've had some time to see that fruit come in. Well, you need to be looking at where you're sowing at. Looking at where, you know, my grandfather, you know, he, like I said, they used to have a garden in their backyard, you know, and they would have aisles of, he would grow lettuce, he would grow, <laughs> he'd grow turnips. And tomatoes, rows of tomatoes and green beans. Oh, man, my grandfather made the greatest green beans. He'd have a big old pot and steam the green beans. And I mean, in the pressure cooker. I mean, you talk about some great green beans. He'd make some great ones right out of the garden. Onions, you know. And we'd eat Mexican food at home, you know. And he'd crank up a burrito. We'd get the burrito stuff out. And he'd have all these fresh vegetables. You talk about some great Mexican food with all these fresh vegetables, you know, not just the store stuff with chemicals, <laughs> you know, right out of the garden, you know, some great fresh, you know, ingredients to make those wonderful Mexican dishes. Some of you are getting hungry. Even as I'm talking, you're like, oh my goodness, I gotta go get some Mexican, you know, Taco Bell, here I come, you know, <laughs> right? That's a restaurant here in America. But, uh, you know, you think about it today, you know, you know, if you're, if you're printing, if you're growing things, you need to see results. If he's putting stuff out there and he's not seeing the seed come up, you think he's going to continue to put it in that ground? No, he's going to move it over to some ground that's going to produce results. These are, for, he's wanting this to provide for his family. He's wanting this to take care of, you know, making sure he can make more burritos, <laughs> right? More burritos he can make, he can give to people. We came over, had some big meals. We could have meals with other people and be a blessing to them. You know, but if, if he's not sowing, he doesn't get those vegetables. He's not able to have fresh ingredients. You know, and you think about that today in your life. 
You know, are you, or is it providing for your family? Are you seeing God give you opportunities? He may not just give you, well, let's say, you know, you're sowing money, you know, he may provide an opportunity for you, right? And, you know, are you, are you seeing those opportunities? Are you, are you looking to, to come certain ways? That's another thing altogether there, harvesting what he's given you. You know, you see the fruit and harvesting it. You know, Peter, when we were talking about uh, Jesus, uh, he gave him his boat, sowed him his boat so he could preach, not be pressed upon. Well, Peter went and threw the net out there, you know, but Peter, he had to go harvest it, remember? And that's another aspect, and we're not going to get much into that today. But you got to go out there and harvest it. You know, he'll create the opportunity. He's speaking to your spirit because he knows you're going to do some great things in this area. But you've got to get out there and harvest it. You know, he may create, like I say, opportunities and places that you can go to. And he's going to bless you, you know, a better job, a better opportunity for you. You know, or another way to bring in stream and income for your life, you know, is starting a business. He knows that this business is going to be successful. And he's going to bring in that uh, that harvest for you, you know. So it's, it's important that we harvest it too. But we need to be sowing. There's all kinds of things we need to be doing. But he's trying to provide for you. He's not. He can do it quickly and easy. He's amazing. God's just amazing. He can do things quick and he can do them easy for you. I've seen this over and over. <laughs> he's faithful. But, uh, you know, you've you got to be sowing and you need to be seeing fruit. It all starts with good ground, right? And there's some amazing ground I'm talking to you about where you can see quick results. Mark and God's big on, and Jesus was big on part of the Trinity, Jesus. He is God, but he's, he's very big on fruit. Mark 4, 28, you have to be careful because somebody will pull it out of the context. Oh, you're saying God's different than Jesus. No, <laughs> but it's important, you know, that you're, you're seeing results, you know, Brother Hagen used to talk about this all the time. He would be looking for results. You know, he, he, would, he would tell him specifically, you know, just let the offering come in. Because he was sowing and he was looking for the results from his sowing. He wanted to see God move in his behalf. Don't you want to see God move in your behalf? It builds your faith. It encourages you. It makes you want to give more when you're looking for his results. I enjoy it so much, you know, having a steady stream and watching the results because I just trust in him to do some great things. Mark 4, 28 says it like this, for the earth bringeth forth fruit of herself, first the blade, then the ear, after that the full corn in the ear. Mark 4, 29 says it like this, but when the fruit is brought forth, immediately they put forth the sickle because the harvest is come. So, there should be fruit. Jesus spoke so much of fruit. Or what kind of fruit do you have in your life? You know, you can say fruit in so many different areas. Are you seeing it and God providing for you? And you've been given so much? Well, you can say that you can say you're probably given in the wrong places if you're not seeing fruit. You know, are you giving and you're showing love to certain people, but you're not seeing any love come back? Or you, maybe you're showing love to, the, are you showing love in the right way? You know, you say, is that possible? Yes, because <laughs> you have to sow in good ground. It's important to sow in the right areas. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that today. Let's go ahead and look over here. And we talked about the first Kings and second Kings here. We're going to go on down to. We're going to look here. Oh my goodness, there's so much stuff. I got so many things. My time has gone so fast here. Let's see here. Okay, let's look at Acts, the second chapter, the 45th verse. And we're going to see some things that I don't think some people have even seen. Acts, the second chapter, the 45th verse, it says, and sold their possessions and goods and part of them, all that had need, as every man had need. Why would they do this? Why would they sell their possessions and things, you know? So obviously they had people that had needs, right? And they wanted to meet those needs. Now we're talking about they're trying to sow in certain areas, right? And they want to take care of, of certain people, Look at the scripture here. Let's go to the fourth chapter in the 30, 34th verse here. 
This is, neither was there any among them that lacked. Notice among them, right? These are people that were among them, people that were part of them. These are Christians, right? That lacked, for as many as were possess, had possessors of lands and households sold them and brought the prices of the things that were sold. So they're going and they're selling all their stuff. Now this is right after Jesus had risen from the dead. This is right after the book of Acts in the second chapter. They were baptized with the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues. And then uh, now they want to make sure everybody's provided for, you know, and the ministry's provided for, they're provided for, you know, and so they can go out and spread the gospel throughout the earth. But notice what he says there, they sold these things and they're given these things within their group. <laughs> it doesn't say they went out and chased other people outside the group. They're trying to give them within the group. Why would they do that? Well, we know in Ephesians, the first chapter, that they're blessed with all spiritual blessings, right? Look at that first chapter there in Ephesians. That we were, when we get saved and born again, we're blessed with every spiritual blessing. That's an empowerment to prosper, right? It's an empowerment for God to cause good things to happen in your life. So if you're giving to that blessing, you're going to be blessed, right? We can see that. We, you know, you look through the Old Testament, people that blessed, people that were blessed, they got blessed, you know? And we see here that they're giving and they're wanting their things to increase. They lay them. Where do they lay them? They lay these things at the apostles' feet. We're going to see that here real quick here. The 35th verse says, they laid them down, just what I said, at the apostles' feet and distributed was made every man according as he, they had need. But notice they, they took the stuff and they laid it at the apostles' feet. Why? Because there's an anointing there, an anointing to prosper them and for it to be distributed back to them. Good so there's good ground sowing within this particular group of Christians. There's just good ground given to the apostles, but they're keeping it within the group. Why? Because there's a flow going, there's a blessing in that. And it comes back, good measure, pressed down, shaken together. It's good ground, right? Giving within the group. Now, I didn't say we wouldn't give to the poor, but Jesus said we always have the poor with us. So we are to bless the poor, be a blessing to them. We are to be a blessing to other people around us. But our primary giving should be within that group. Praise the Lord. Why? Because God can provide for you. Big increase comes, like we said, we're looking at the prophetic ministry. There's, that's really good ground. We've already been talking about it. That's amazing, good ground and quick return. But the apostles here, they, remember these are the apostles that were under Jesus. So they have impartation of that special prophecy gift too. And notice that it's providing for them. Let's look here real quick here. The 35th verse says, And laid them down at the apostles' feet, distributed was made unto every man according as he had need. What happened? And Joseph, it says, and by the apostles surnamed Barnabas, which was being interpreted the son of consolation, the Oliviite in the country of Cyprus, having land, sold it and brought the money, laid it at the apostles' feet. But notice what it said at the very beginning. Neither was there among them that lacked. They were going through this process and nobody lacked. <laughs> wow. Powerful to think about. Yeah. And so... What, tell, what, what tells us things when, you know, what, what's it tell us when we see churches that are lacking? What's it tell us when people are not getting their needs met is because they're not giving to the good ground that they should be giving to, right? God can produce when you're giving it in the good ground. You know, that means, you know, you could go out and do certain things in your giving. But if you want good production... You know, you got to make sure you have some steady streams going certain ways, right? You got to make sure that they're going certain ways. Now, I know, you know, as soon as I say this, if you, you don't know Jesus and you hear me talking about this, you say, well, man, that just seems kind of selfish. Well, no, it's not. It's because there's blessing involved with your certain kinds of giving. And God wants you provided for. That's why he teaches you to give to certain areas, you know. And if you're not seeing a return, you're not seeing fruit that tells you that that person isn't carrying that kind of anointing they should be having on their lives, you know. You want to give to the people that are going to bring back good harvests into your life. Now, if he leads you to bless somebody outside of that, you know, he's going to give you a harvest, but it may not be quite the harvest as it would be with other good ground. But it's important that you're giving the way that you need to be given into the right, the good ground that you need to be given to, praise the Lord. 
Let's look at this again here. In uh, Matthew, the 13th chapter, and we talked about good ground. It says here in the third, 13th chapter, the third verse, and he spake many things unto them. This is talking about sowing the word parable saying, behold, a sower went forth to sow. And when he had sowed, so many fell by the, some fell by the wayside and some fowls came and devoured them up. Some fell in stony places where they had not much earth and forthwith they sprang up because they had no depth, deepness of earth. And when the sun was up, they, they were scourged and because they had no root, they withered away. And some fell among thorns and the thorns sprung up and choked them. But other fell on good ground. Think about that today though. Good ground, right? Good ground produces really well for you. Think about that today. You know, Adam was in the Garden of Eden. You know, and you think about that wonderful atmosphere and how wonderful things probably produced in that ground. He told him to sow seeds and, and do certain, certain things, you know, in that ground, you know. After that, he was put out into, he, was, he left the Garden of Eden. He had to toil by hand and really, really work hard. But, you know, God was walking in that ground, too, there in the, in the Garden of Eden. So you can imagine how things were produced in such a wonderful way. When he, and when he wasn't close to God like he could have been, <laughs> the production had to change a lot. And he probably had to work a whole lot harder, you know. It's interesting. You know, we were talking about the, uh, the redwoods and the great trees that come out of the redwoods. You know, the big old forests that come out of the redwoods. They have great, they're amazing. I mean, we talked about before you drive a car through them, you know, because they're in a great environment. My wife's plants that she has, she has a lot of plants. That's why I talk about them so much because she has amazing different kinds of plants, just a very rare type of plants. But, you know, they have good ground and they keep producing and, and they'll produce more. And she, if she wants to, she can, she can sell them if she wants to. She, they produce so much, they're big and producing more and keep producing more because of the ground that they're in. You know, it, it's interesting. The more you produce, it's easier to give. It's easier to be a blessing. You're not so stressed, <laughs> you know, to give. But it all has to do with that good ground and that good environment, you know, making sure that you're given to good ground. We're talking about the prophetic ministry and we see that they gave to these people. There we were looking at the book of Acts trying to get back to that there, and how none of them lacked. The scripture says none of them lacked. Did you not want to lack today? Well, you want to give to good ground and be looking for the fruit and the results that you get when you give to good ground. You know, these are, these are people that understood their giving. They understood they've been around Jesus. They understood that the, the ground was important. Jesus, we just got through looking at Jesus teaching them about the ground and how it was so important and how you should be looking for that fruit, you know. You can't say it enough, but it's, it's so important to be looking for results. You know, God wants us to look for results. Why, why does he want you to look for results? Well, because that tells you what kind of ministry you're under. You know, if I'm, if I'm around, a, you know, we know that the anointing is the burden removing, it's the yoke destroying power, right? And so we know a little bit about it. If we're listening to a minister and the Holy Spirit's not ministering to us and we're not getting our, we're getting around getting burns removed and our yokes destroyed and there's no power there. You know, we're not seeing fruit, right? And that anointing. You know, and when you're giving, you're seeing fruit from that anointing. If you're not seeing fruit, that tells you about what you're under. That tells you a lot about what, where, you're, where you're plugged in at. Because you're supposed to be getting ministered to by the Holy Spirit, right? Even as you're listening to this podcast, I believe, you know, because I can tell the Holy Spirit's moving even as I'm sitting here. You know, you're getting ministered to by the Holy Spirit, you know, because he's speaking to me and I'm putting it out there for you, Right? But he wants you to be able to see that fruit when you're around others, you know. It tells you where you should give. It tells you and it helps you to have good results in your life, you know. If you're in a church and there's no power flowing and it's dry, I would say get into a church where there's power flowing and there, and there is the presence of the Holy Spirit. That's the thing that changed my life, you know. I remember when I was young, I was about, oh, I guess around 12, 13 years old, uh, my mother 
uh, she took me around to many church. Well, she, I was at a church and it was really dead, <laughs> you know, and uh, I wasn't getting any results. Matter of fact, I was becoming more of a heathen at the church, I think, you know, and uh, my grandfather would take me to church every morning, you know, and I'd hide under the pews and the bell choir in the back and sleep while he was opening the door for everybody to come in. He had the key to the church and he was the guy that opened the door. He also taught and things like that at the church. But boy, it was a dry church. I mean, the biggest thing that was exciting to me was the fellowship we had when we go eat, <laughs> you know, because I like to eat, you know, you probably tell by looking at me, I like to eat, you know. But uh, it's interesting, you know, because what happened was I was growing up a little bit and she started seeing me and I've got to get, get him into a church that, that actually he, because she was raised in, raised in churches that had the power of God. And her and my grandfather, they, they searched and searched for a church where there was actually a flow of the power of God, where the minister actually had an anointing on him. And it had a dramatic effect on my life. If I hadn't have gotten into that church where there was power flowing and the water wasn't turned off and the power wasn't turned off of the, of the minister, you know, because there's some dry ministers, but there's some that are highly anointed. And uh, this particular one, I mean, it was amazing. The people were standing up in church excited about the surface because the power of God was flowing, you know. The one I'd been in before, you know, I mean, the lady was doing her nails on the back pew, <laughs> you know, waiting for it to get over, you know. But it's interesting, you know, burdens were being removed. Yokes were being destroyed. And in that church, I'll never forget, I can tell you where it was. I received the call that the Lord put on my life. Think about that with you today. You know, when you get in his presence, things happen. Remember that? In, my, in his presence, there's joy. There's, in his presence, there's, you get vision. You get dreams. He, he produces things. He said, delight yourself in me, and I'll give you the desires of your heart. He puts desires in your heart in his presence. If you're finding a church, you should be getting desires of good things and exciting things in your life because you're in his presence. Think about that, you know powerful to think about the fruit how's it impacting your life how's it making your life better where you're at and what you're doing and the fruit that you're you're getting from the ministry and the ministries that you're around be plugged into places where you're seeing good fruit seeing good growth spiritually in your life and you're going to be better because of it you're going to be happier because of it but you want to make sure that you're in the place that you need to be to produce in good ground, the things that you need to produce in your life, praise the Lord. Well, we were talking about giving to the prophetic ministry, having a steady stream given that way. I didn't say not give to all the other directions because they're all important, but this one particularly is going to produce some great, quick results in your life, praise the Lord. He didn't, he didn't mention that by accident when he's mentioned that in the seventh chapter, the law and the prophets. He didn't mention that by accident. He wants you to think about that particular anointing and he wants you to see good results in your life. You know, I believe he wants to do some great things before this year's over in your life, but it has a lot to do with what you're working and what you're willing to do for him and you looking for him to do great things in you, looking for his fruit to produce in your life. He wants to do something every day, I believe, in your life. My wife and me, and we talk about this, you know, and there's a book out there even by Jerry Seville called Every Day, A Blessing Day. <laughs> But you should be looking for God to do something in your life every day. Looking for expectation of good things in your life every day. Are you looking for him to do something every day? Well, you gotta, you're putting, my pastor used to say you put something out on every wave, you can see something come back on every wave. You want to make sure you're putting things out there so God can bless you and encourage you and do some wonderful things in your life. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you, Father, for your goodness. We thank you, Father, for your mercy. Father, we ask that you help people, Father, to see some things they've never seen before as they listen to this message. Father, help them to just take root in their hearts and in their spirits. And Father, we just ask, Lord, that you help them to be looking for fruit and, and Father, getting good results in their life, we pray. And we just thank you, Father, for it in Jesus' name. And we give you all the praise and all the glory. You've been so good to us in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. If you don't know Jesus, you need to know Jesus. You say, well, Jeremiah, what are you talking about? You need to know Jesus. You know, that's the best decision you could ever make for your life. The Bible says that in Romans, the eighth or the, the ninth chapter, and the ninth and tenth verses, if you confess the Lord Jesus and believe God's risen Jesus from the dead, you shall be saved. Do you want to be saved today? 
You want to have a great relationship with God? Well, you got to start somewhere and you need to get saved today so he can do some wonderful things in your life. Let's go ahead and pray together. I'm excited for you. You're going to enjoy this wonderful experience and walk of faith that God has for your life. Let's pray this together. Father, just pray it with me. Father, I believe you've risen Jesus from the dead. And Father, I confess Jesus as Lord of my life right now. Jesus, come be Lord of my life right now. I'm not playing any games. just want to be with you, Jesus. Be Lord of my life right now. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. If you prayed that prayer, I believe God has come in and he's done some wonderful things in your life. I believe you can feel him right there with you today. And I'd love to know about it. Me and Sheila would love to know about it. Email us at jeremiasministries at yahoo.com. Put it in the, in the comments here. I know we're live on Podbeam right now. We'd love to see that. We look forward to it, to seeing you get saved and email us. Let us know so we can touch base with you and be a blessing to you. Well, we love you and we, we're looking forward to spending more time with you Wednesday. God bless you. I hope that you are ready for a wonderful, wonderful week. God bless you. If you'd like to contact us for a prayer, praise reports, or offerings, go to jeremiasmithministries.podbeam.com. Thank you for listening.